how fast are we in our own community quick to pull your black card? So when somebody says, oh, he's not black, what does it mean? Hmm. Talk about it. What does it mean? Well, it depends. But I, I hear the argument and I hear your, your, your point. What, what is your position on Blue Lives Matter, though? Because I'm not sure I quite got it. I mean, I, I don't know if that's what Andrew was asking you, but that's what I was kind of listening for, though. But I, I don't like me when you say Blue Lives Matter. Right. You, you've never you'll never see me post that that argument. Right. Oh. That that to me is um, deflecting from the. OK. You know, that's that's a conflicting um, situation that. You know, so I won't find I, you at a Blue Lives Matter rally. Yeah, I'm not. You I'm have, not. You have you problems know. with that phrase, that phraseology. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. There's no when you say a blue life. What is a blue life? Right. Right. Like, okay. Um, I got you. You know, I don't necessarily. Right. The, yeah. I, like I said, you're a black man who wears a uniform. You're not a yeah. blue life. Yeah. Man. I got or, you. You know, yeah. hey, we're all we, we should all have the opportunity to go home at night. OK, I got you. I got you. I don't want to take all the my questions. Other, my no. other, my other thought was something like, because, for instance, the the um, the Capitol riot, for instance, mm -hmm. and I saw a, a certain amount of people that even at that moment had banners that say, you know, blue lives matter and all lives matter, and then proceeded to pummel a police officer with, like, the American flagpole. So that's the type of duality that I was wondering if it has ever sort of like um, uh, either worked in your benefit or worked against you. Um, Some cats, though, they proved that no lives matter when they did that, though. And that's what I'm saying. That's not <laughs> right. There's <laughs> ignorant people. Hey, hey, there's ignorant people in all walks of life, right? Yeah. Policing, um, for sure. Right. But, but I don't think. I mean, all in, in, in all aspects of American society, right? We got a long ways to go as it relates to black and brown people, mm. right? It's no different than policing, right? When you go to the bank. And our treatment of black and brown people, you mean, right? What's that? And America's treatment of black and brown people. Yeah. Right? Oh, okay, oh, okay. Just making sure. 100%, right? Okay, and, yeah. and that's where, you know, again, some of it comes back to the education, right? The, um, the situations that the government intentionally you know, segregated us into. Mm -hmm. And and without addressing some of those things, right, it comes down to resources. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So sure, we can, you know, we can say defund the police. There's only so much funding that's, right, there's only so much funding that's available. Mm -hmm. I mean, shit, as a police officer, hey, if you want to send somebody to deal with the homelessness or the poor or, or the emotionally disturbed, most guys, I mean, who's who's going to complain with that? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, for example, I know in, in New York City, I think that the, the police budget is like over a billion dollars. And uh, the argument that pro defund police advocates are saying is take one percent of that. What they're saying is one percent out of that billion of dollars is not going to drastically change what is made available to police officers. However, it can make a drastic difference if that money is given to some other services. So, I mean, that's one that's one aspect that that defund so, the police calls for. Saying you're saying where's the money going to come from? I'm I'm saying the thought is that if you take some of the the blown up budget that most the argument is that most police departments are over budgeted because you know you're saying you're. When you say you're going to fight against violence and crime in America, people win elections based on that. I mean, that is something that people will get behind no matter what. You want to fight violence and crime? Mm -hmm. I'm putting my money towards that. So it's almost logical and almost I can understand why most police budgets will be blown up because the thought is police fight against violence and crime. So you want to put any resources you can towards that cause and then add in mental um, now distress we're, now problems we're saying, now, and housing right. and homeless so yeah it's just yeah. throw more money right. for so yeah. now we're saying yeah. and, and 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 i think i think that's a legitimate point but it goes back to you know when those, that emerge that emotionally disturbed disturbed person call what 
who does that social worker call when they start stabbing people? So see, when the social worker is when the person and it may not be a social worker, but when the trained when the person who is trained to deal with mental health issues makes the call to the police. I think that's even safer for police because it's like, okay, this is a person who's trained in this area, who's trained to recognize these things. If they're making a call, then, okay, this is a situation we need the police for. But for a person who who just a mental breakdown is a mental breakdown, I don't know who else to call, so I'm going to call the police. Here's, that- here's, here's what the other side looks like. You might have somebody that's more of a negotiator, talk them down guy. But now that they have 1% of the police budget, they might be able to have, say, two guys in what looks like the bomb-proof suits be able to engage if it gets to that level. Or the- you see what I mean? It's like, give give the secondary operation some money, and they'll figure out what it is they need to, to do to right. take care of those types of I mean, of it's all an unknown. We have no idea how any of this would go because we've right. never we've tried never this tried before. It. Exactly. But is it worth trying it right. at this point, I think, is the question. Because right. when we see situations that, you know, cert- you know, things get overblown, people get killed, and maybe that could have been avoided, right? How do you then get to a middle ground? Do you have, like Drew was saying, somebody who's trained – but also carries or do you have the police there but the person who tra- who's trained goes first mm-hmm. right and and kind of do it in a stepwise manner so yeah the implementation has to be worked out but right. the question is is it worth trying to implement something different because is the sentiment that what we've been doing hasn't been working right that's what i think yeah i, I mean i'm I, I I mean I certainly don't disagree with it, right? But I mean we also have to understand, right? There's thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of police calls that, you know, they go to, and and talk the person off the let. You know, they don't all end in violence, right? Yeah. Right. But we agree. And I mean the, the overwhelming majority of them don't end in violence, right? But the reason right? why y'all get thousands of calls is because we as the public we don't. Have anybody we, else to yeah, call? Yeah, we've never been in a situation where we can call so, somebody else. So, so I guess my question would be, whose responsibility is it to implement that system? Us as a society, especially if we know we train, if we train folks to recognize, people go to school to recognize and deal with mental issues, mental health, mental illness. Why wouldn't we put them in a situation where if somebody is having a mental episode, we, they put that training into effect? It's it's on society to say that the police can't be the answer to every single situation because that's what we've been doing so far and i think that's even when you think about it i think that's even potentially dangerous for police officers because if police officers don't have the training in that situation it could be even a potentially dangerous situation for them as well and then on the other side of that what i i think everybody knows that there's a common understanding that when you have budget it's a use it or lose it situation Right. So regardless of what profession you're in, if you get a budget, you got to use it or they're going to reduce that budget the next time you go for budget. Right. Mm -hmm. And so in this case of the police force, they justify their budget by purchasing or doing whatever. And then there's also a kind of an emotional component to it. We're keeping you safe. Mm -hmm. Right. So we by any means necessary, that is the most sacrosanct and important thing is human life. Mm -hmm. So if the police force is doing that, we give them whatever they need to do that. And then inevitably there's going to be somebody taking advantage of that. Right. So the question is then how that, that to me is what defund means, right? Mm -hmm. Is have something that's not as a severe reaction to a potential situation, but be able to escalate it. And however that's implemented to address the situation. I, I think it's, I think it's so complicated for, for the sheer fact that, Right, Rashad and and Weldon lives in a pretty safe neighborhood. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were going to name the city. I was just beeping it out for you. But go ahead. Right, they they live in a pretty safe neighborhood. We do that post production, Weldon. So. Oh, their, sorry. Their perspective on right because the the reality is right in some of these neighborhoods where right they shooting every night, etc. Those people they not they not looking for they they looking for the police. Yeah. Of course, and and that's where so. It's different, right? Because I see some people that, I mean, unfortunately, the Black Lives Matters 
rallies I've seen in some of these spots, you got two black people there. Mm, I'm going to take you to one with me next time. And that's all <laughs> where I'm like, okay, because unfortunately, right, if, if, if you're in that neighborhood where they shooting, keep your social worker, right? I understand what y'all saying, but at what point are they like, look, I need somebody to come here and stop this violence. Yeah, but that I think that's what we're saying. We're saying that we've never been in a we have not implemented that yet because it's just never been. Uh, but because nobody's but saying think, that if shooting's going on, you don't immediately call the police. Right. We're not saying but, that either. We think if no, you no, hear no. shooting. But I'm. But I'm. But, but what part of what I'm getting at is we're so hyper focused on defunding the police that what about all of those other elements that you, you see? what I'm saying like. Well, we're saying defund no infra- the police because the. Po- the, the the idea is that the police bid budget is overblown. That's why it's defund the police as opposed yeah, to defund but education. I but I think we're hyper focusing on that, right? Okay. Because hey, these social services agencies they do have large budgets. Yeah, where, true. Where is which where can be overblown too? We're talking about yeah, right? How are we right? Some of it comes down to changing the socioeconomic conditions that most of these people are in oh, right that's pol- definitely yeah yeah you're I not going to take enough money from the police department mm-hmm. to to address those things right we're we're still not addressing the fact that oh you're right, right you're right on that significant educational mm. oh yeah um, yeah disparities yes you know in in these different communities yeah so you're right an all-in approach and, is what and, we if need we're focusing on just solving yeah. the problem we I need to be Attacking yep. all of those things equally. Yeah. I hear what you're saying. You're saying it can't just be defund the police because just defunding the police still won't solve yeah, the problem. Yeah, it needs to be multifaceted. And and I agree 100%. Yeah. I agree 100% that you got to look at what resources are in the community or lack thereof, the, the, the value or the quality of education in these communities, the quality of life in these communities. I agree that, and I believe that's how systemic and systematic racism, I think that's how they function. That they they 100%. they attack you with all these issues, whether it be residentially, you stuck in the you stuck in the hood, mm-hmm. we make it where you can't get out, mm-hmm. and then edu- yeah. when you go to the schools, which are funded by property taxes, right? So if you live in a poor community, right. the school's going to be poor. You're going to have funded. lack of resources. Right. right. So I agree in that sense that it's got to be a multifaceted approach, and I do think that that's part of the argument. I think. Uh, I'll, I'll leave it there. Yeah, is is that that's definitely part of the solution. It can't just be, and I don't think most advocates say this, but it, I can see how the uh, mainstream, whether it be media or however mainstream attention, can make it look like it's just a call to de- defund the police. But it has to be more than that. Yeah, I think they're the coming at. I think they're usually coming after police first because it's usually the largest budget. Well, yeah, but it's but, also but, possibly but the most immediate just, situation that they have okay. to address, too, because yeah. it's the taking of life. Like, what is more immediate at this point? Do we address something right now and then circle back to all the other things that probably take more structural implementation to fix? Or does that take more structural implementation to fix? What are the levels of importance here? But I think those pieces, unfortunately, right, due to the violence, et cetera, those pieces have to be in place before you... You know, like, what does that transition look like? Before you can even say defund the police. You're saying, if our quality of education sucks, who's going to be there to to show us how or to present how to defund the police? (laughs) And and, and that's what I'm saying. Or to kind of be the the guardians uh, until the education system is where it needs to be. Well, that I think that comes to, there's a lot of political cowardice. I think we got a lot of politicians Mm, who are cowards, who are are too scared. Who are too scared to make policy and create policies because they're worried about their voting base. Yes. And I think that exists both on the Democratic side and the Republican side that you don't have uh, a lot of politicians who have that political courage to say, you know what, we need this drastic change. And because I don't care whether or not I get reelected, I'm more Term interested. Limits. Yeah, I'm more interested in creating a policy or policies that will impact and affect Positively, change, right. then I'll implement that. So yeah. I agree that I think political cowardice, because there are some politicians right now who could make policy change and they don't because of their constituency. The mayor of Houston, right, you know, just as an example, he created an executive order, no more chokeholds. I mean, he just did it mm. as an executive order. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure there's a process you could do it to make it more legally standing, but he said right now, since I'm the mayor and I have this power, no more uh, chokeholds. 
I mean, he just did it. He just wrote it. And then you can work on how to make it long lasting. Yeah, but I think the the the, the issue there is the backlash. Like if somebody. Well, that's if what like, I'm saying. The, he got ma- backlash. Right. The mayor of yeah. New York City did that. <laughs> Excuse me. The police union. Yeah. With no, I mean, you, you've seen, right. yeah, I know, you, you, you <laughs> know, your boy de Blasio and, and his interaction with the police and how the police just was like, turn their back on him. Literally, they turn their back on him. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So, so. Hey, I don't, I don't, I don't disagree with that here, here and it, it's twofold again, right? So, okay. So now I'm taking, right? This guy, you say no more chokeholds. What happens when he puts me in a chokehold? Is he allowed to put me in the chokehold? Who the the perpetrator? <laughs> yeah. Yes. You, you, I know what's going to happen when he puts you in the chokehold. You are going to, you or whoever you call the backup are going to kill him. Why? Because he puts you in a chokehold, and you view that as a a that's immediate. a threat on that's your immediate an immediate threat. threat on your life. So, but is that right or is that proper or is that yeah, is it justified? Is that what you're saying? Is it justified? If he well, is trying but, to but, kill but you. I'm asking well, Weldon we if he thinks that's justified. Yeah, he's, we, as, he's asking again. Me. We can't we can't ignore the fact that fighting is dynamic, right? So yeah, but y'all don't go one on. When I say y'all, I'm sorry. Let me not say that. Police officers don't go one on one. They wait they, before they make a move. They got backup. Again, you 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 are you are painting with a broad brush, right? Because there are some situations where police officers are by themselves, right? So not, if if know. if he chokes, if the perpetrator chokes you. And he's trying to take your life. Why would I think that the police officer doesn't have a right to fight for his life? Because that's he's choking you right now. But are you asking me what happens when he chokes you? Or, no, no, or are saying, you asking what me what happens if you think he's like going to choke? When you say, hey, I can't put him in a chokehold, right? Um, I mean. Well, the policy was if the if I'm sure it's a little deeper than just no chokeholds. It's if this man is not attacking you, if he's not an imminent no, threat. No, 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 no. That's what I mean. You these policies are not written. You can't no, account I, for every situation. And if that's the what man so, says I'm banning chokeholds, if the if the policy let's say it's let's just call it unilateral. I'm banning chokeholds, and 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 the perp tries to choke you as the officer, and somehow, some way, you end up killing that perp. Do you think because you killed that perp, you're gonna get in trouble? I, I don't. I, I'm. I'm trying to figure out the if if he's trying to take your life, you think anybody's gonna be worried about the no chokehold ban? Well, let me let me interject here because Whoa. this is where Whoa, I think. Wait on his slippery slope. But this is right? where I, this is where I think. Hold on, this is where I think. Um, body cams are important, right? Because we have to have tape. Don't lie, right? Videotape don't lie. And if we have the proper infrastructure to implement body cams and the saving of those recording devices, then the justification in any type of investigation as to whether or not the chokehold was 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 you know warranted or justified, then then you can go ahead and say, Yeah, you got the evidence. And and I I get the trust factor, right? Because I mean here here's the reality. I, I, I mean, oh man. Yeah, this brings me to a couple of things I wanted to ask you about, but mm. go ahead. But in terms of, right, because I remember one time, what happens when there's no, you know, the shit unfolds so quick, you get out of the car. And, and that's why for me, I'd rather say, hey, record me 24 mm-hmm. 7. Okay. Because when that shit hits a fan and you're like, all right, this dude's trying to put me in a headlock or. You ain't got no time right, to turn it on. I, I get out the car mm. and he's running. You know what the last thing from my and, and again, that's why it's important to talk about how the body reacts under stress, mm-hmm. because it's the same thing. Right. Sometimes you make a tackle and you don't know what the dude next to you did. You're like, uh, did you see that? Mm-hmm. And, and <laughs> like, see what? Right. Because, again, under stress, your body focuses right, right. on the things that are that that you deem important. Right. You watch those videos where. The monkey goes between, right? You're counting how many times they pass the ball to the guy in the white shirt. And you don't even see the monkey. Yeah. And you're like, hey, did you see that monkey? And they're like, no, what? I didn't see a monkey. Yeah. And you're like, because again, you're, you're focused on the task at hand. So the, the, the body camera is, 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 is twofold, right? I almost got suspended one time because I ain't turned my camera on. And I was like, LT, I was like, yo, this thing took off so fast. The last thing from my mind, was hitting the button to right. turn my camera on. Right. But that's, I, I hear you, but that's your job. Pay me more money now. Well, I mean, that's a different <laughs> argument. That's a hey, different you, argument. You 
Why are we trying to defund you? No, I'm just but that's a different <laughs> argument. I'm saying when a police a police officer, the community expects a police officer to have certain type of training, though. So if it's if if it's your rule to turn your camera on and you don't, if I was on my job and I was expected to do something and I didn't do it, I might get suspended too. No problem. I'm um, just I'm just saying, isn't that your job though? So 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 wait. In one instance, you said I should be worried if this guy tries to put me in the headlock. I mean, where's my body cam? Where's my body camera capturing all of this? Well, that's right, what I'm. Fine. I'm asking. I, I don't know. I don't know. Are do and, y'all usually go one on one? But if somebody's trying to kill you, if you think somebody's trying to kill you, when I say if somebody's attacking, you actually fighting somebody. You 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 gave the example of him putting you in a chokehold. At that point, are when but, you're trying to fight for your life, are so you going to be worried about a chokehold? But but let's talk about the mentality. Let's talk about like for me how I evaluate. Right, a guy shows up. He's got a uniform on. He's got a taser. He's got a gun. He's got um his body armor. He's got some mm -hmm. pepper spray. You you see all that and you square up like this, right? You grit your teeth and say, "Yo, I'm not going today." Mm -hmm. What's the mentality of that guy who does that? He's Is that your habit, Joe? Or no, nah, he's right? all I in. Mean, so what do so you do? Do you do, don't you call for backup at that point if you by yourself? You you may there's no guarantee that backup's gonna be there, right? So so you know you get there. Do you do you always right? There's there's been plenty of situations where there's there's no backup, right? You are it, mm -hmm. and not to mention. So you know let let's explore let's explore that a little further. One time I was with another guy and right two black cops and you know when I tell you this dude was Mike Tyson, I was like oh my goodness. Mm. I mean had a bill like Mike Tyson, trained fighter. I'm like, man, right? And and oh, I just want to get him to the hospital. And in my mind, right, I'm human, right? I'm like, man, if if I start rolling around with this guy, I was thinking about taking my gun out and just giving it to the nurse because there was no way the two of us was going to get this dude in handcuffs if he didn't want to go. No taser, no nothing. We didn't have taser. This was before the before the taser came out. Okay. But you're like, okay, there's a gun in this situation. And, and me, I'm thinking like, man, I want to remove this gun. Do I get my gun to this mm, nurse? Mm. Because if he if he put his paws on my gun, there was no getting it back. Mm, right. Well, isn't and, 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 and that's what I'm saying. Like the reality, right? You get some people, they might be on drugs. They might be emotionally disturbed. Mm -hmm. So I get here in this situation and I'm like, man, what? I'm human too. Mm. So. Yeah. I get that. You know, we look at this bubble, but again, I go back to what's the mentality of that person? At what point am I saying, all right, because he might, is he going to stop by when he punches me in the face? Is he going to stop when, you see what I'm saying? So that punch could quickly turn into a, a chokehold. But if I'm right? you, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not in that one-on-one -on -one or even two-on-one. I got to call, I got to get some more people there. You don't have time for that or no? But, but I don't you know. talking about police. But now you talking about the definition of what you gonna call police brutality. Hey, why is so many of y'all? Hey, why why is four of y'all on them? Because this guy's us, refusing I, to be arrested and he 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 might swing on us. I, I don't know. Oh wait 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 wait. But but again, that's the start of what you you know is okay. So either you're compliant or you're not. No. Yeah, but I, even I, every time I get pulled over by the cop, or if if I had an altercation or an interaction with a cop, it's rarely one on one. They usually, even if it's a, a a traffic stop, they'll pull. There's like two or three of them there. No, but but that's not every situation. That's all I'm saying. Oh yeah, I'm just talking about for me. But, I, I, but 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 back to but hold on because I got you in a place where you're saying, hey, this guy is non-compliant. Either he's compliant or he's not. Uh huh. You the example you said you said he, you said this guy is built like Tyson and and you, I guess you said what he might punch you in the face or has he started swinging on you yet because I don't know if it's fair to assume no, instead of putting his hands behind his back he's ready to but fight again, for fighting his is dynamic oh is fighting that what he dynamic. said okay I didn't hear the example you said he was ready to fight you yeah fighting okay. is dynamic when you say hey listen we're gonna go I'm not going okay mm -hmm. now what right hey listen turn around put your hands behind your back why because either Right. When you say, hey, no, nope, I'm not doing it. What does that look like? Mm -hmm. Fighting is so dynamic. And that's what I'm saying. How fast when you say he's trying to put you in a chokehold, like it don't normally start with a chokehold. Right. But if I let him if I let him land that punch and he knocks me out, what does that look like? Mm -hmm. 
and that's where I'm saying, like, we we can go down this rabbit hole of police brutality because you're saying, hey, it's it's a problem when five of us show up, but if one of us shows up right away, you know, hey, do what y'all do, do what y'all do to white cats when they out there fighting cops. I got so many videos where white cats fight cops and they still go in alive. Uh, cops hanging out of cars that white folks are driving while they're trying to make an arrest. Again, we're generalizing, right? No, no, no. A lot of black I'm, folks as general as your example was. I'm, too. I'm making it as general. I'm generalizing as much as your example was. I'm saying whatever it is that allows <laughs> the, the, the white perpetrator, <laughs> the white perpetrator. <laughs> who is trying to stab i saw a video of a white guy trying to stab an officer and they still was like hey stop and, that stop and that you, and you they, don't, but they you took, don't think there's some black people that 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 has happened to also i don't know what i do know is if when a white cop let me not say no what i the, what i do assume is when a white cop sees a black guy who quote unquote may resist arrest or who they think will resist arrest it they don't think twice about, hey, if I got to end his life, I got to end it. But it seems when they when they come across a white perp who's like, yo, I'm not going in today and I'm willing to fight you. Somehow, some way, there's some there's something miraculous that happens where that white perp is still able to go to jail. He's still alive after the incident. There's no, hey, we killed him. We put him. I don't know what. So what I don't know what that is, but whatever it is, that's what I want you to use when that black guy squares up. I think I agree with you, A. I think body cams need to be 24-7 whenever you're on duty. They just need to be running. We need to fund infrastructure to be able to capture uh, the recording of those videos at all times and make that a priority because that's at least the first step of accountability. Like when in your situations that you describe where Mike Tyson is saying, nah, I ain't, I ain't compliant today. You have that recorded. That is the justification for whatever you need to do to get that guy to comply in the very least. And I think we take it from there. Um, but I, 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 I mean, I just, that's what I think. I think if you have it recorded, if you have it on videotape, yeah, it might get, you know, thrown out. It might get, you know, uh, people might not, not look at it. They might ignore it, but it's there. The evidence is there. Don't you want us to trust the criminal system? So if your body cam comes off and you got to go to court, or trial, I mean, shouldn't we just trust that the system will work? Sure. Okay. I, I mean, in a in a in a in an ideal world, that's what they expect black folks to do, and then I trust the system. And I'm just saying, if you're in a situation where your camera turns off, or if you're in a situation where you 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 fought the dude and 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 you don't think it was brutality, and you had to choke him out, I think. Listen, I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about the heinous situations. The one where that, for instance, where that um, that military dude, he was in the army, he was some sort of colonel or some some high rank. Yeah. He got pulled over. Captain. And he, yeah, he, 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 he was in the dark, so he yeah. decided to drive a little bit until he got to the gas station where there was some lights. And then the officers kind of went ham on him, you know, pepper sprayed him. But what happened to those officers? But but this is my point, A. Camera. The body cameras were on. No, no, I, I agree. But because again and again that's where hey we could talk about the merits of each individual case that we're talking about right because most of them that i've seen right the grossly negligent ones right the officers are fired they go to jail or 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 you name it right and 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 that's what like think, this is I, the I problem this is the problem too. we don't capture a lot of the other grossly negligent ones yeah but and then but, they go to on, trial so. and it's automatically the word of the officer is taken so, in, no, the, in the criminal not system. Not necessarily, right? Because well, I mean, again, that's the that's the that's the you know what what people think. That's the common okay. knowledge is that that's so, the case. So, with what we we just talked about with the non-compliance, or when the dude says, "You know what? I'm not going. Mm. I'm gonna bring up one." And it's a black dude I work with, mm. right? We don't agree on this one, Eric Garner. Mm. Let's talk about it. Mm. You saying trust the system? What's the system? allow you to do it if if you feel you've been maliciously arrested or right you can bring civil suit you handle that process in court if you're saying that you know you don't agree with that process then you know you go after that process so they told eric garner uh, for whatever reason he was under arrest what was the first thing he said i'm not i'm not something like get your hands 
don't, he said, don't mess with going. me today. I'm not going. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not going. Mm -hmm. Think about that dynamic situation we just talked about, right? And and that's all I'm saying is to me, that's where Eric Garner lost the jury. Well, yeah, Wait. but then all right, so we can nah. talk about that. Yeah. Your day oh, your, your your day is not when you're being arrested. Your day is when you get your day in court, right? right? Yeah. The problem here is that it's it lacks context because that particular individual, Eric Garner, has been harassed time and time before when I that was happening, this. right? But so so you have to also put that into account. Why was he being harassed for I, whatever hey, he I'm, was doing? So so imagine, right? Hey, I'm this is my whatever. Mm. I've never dealt with Eric Garner. Mm. I go, I don't know what his history is. Mm -hmm. For whatever reason, he's under arrest or and he says, I'm not going. Do I turn around and say, hey, you know what? You're having a bad day. You've been arrested 17 times. No, they got him down. They got him down. They got him down. The problem but, was. No, they, they but again, I'm, I'm talking about the dynamic situation. Because this is mm -hmm. what we talked about. Dynamics of fighting, right? This is, And I'm not saying I agree with the tactics or any of that. Right. I'm saying where that started to go awry was when he said, I'm not going. But that's not all that we're talking about. And I agree with you. But I In might the say. Situation, I might if say you, when a, if it, you're being arrested, mm -hmm. you get arrested. Right. But that does not wipe out or clear the case that there may be abuses of the system and abuses of his rights prior to that that got him to that point. Right? You have to take that into consideration. I'm not disagreeing right, with but, that. Right, but but you can't you can't say one without the other. So I agree with you, A. In the situation is not the time. But when we look at it holistically, we have to say, is there a structural problem that got him to the point where he say, I ain't going today? And, I don't disagree with that and did, at all. Is I don't that disagree where... with that at all. But what's the information, right? At, at, and, and that's what I'm saying. Like for me is, hey, I'm, I'm teaching my kids something different mm -hmm. in terms of, right? Hey, you know what? If it's the sixth time, the seventh time, this is, and I may not agree with the system, mm -hmm. but this is how. Right. I'm a winner. And, and, and to win. Right. Because unless we get to the point where the police are saying, hey, this guy's resisting and I'm, you know, I'm just going to let him go because he's resisting. Right. I can't do this to him. I can't do that to him. Right. If you take away all my tools, how do I get him into custody? Is chokehold a tool, though? Is that like the only no, thing we can I, rely on? I'm not saying I'm not saying that. But at some point. Right. It starts with fighting dynamic. Let me Again, ask you. I, let me I, ask you this quick question. Hey. I've seen situations where uh, the officer will call out, and, and I don't know how often this happens, and I don't know if the truth behind this, but they'll say, stop resisting, stop resisting, in order to justify their behavior and their actions when, in fact, whoever they're trying to uh, you know, get, get in tow is not really res resisting, right? Maybe, you know, I don't know. I, I've seen videos where this is the case. And again, I don't know what the percentage of this is, and this is where I got to rely on you. Where do you think, in your experience, that percentage lies? Is it 80%? Is it 50%? Is it 20%? Because, you know, obviously we see only these things that make news, but, you know, the question is, the things that don't make news is it worse because it's under the cover? And is it worse because of these tactics? Like, I'm saying stop resisting. The dude's not really resisting. Maybe I got tight shoulders. I got tight shoulders. I can't put my hands behind my back. But that is automatically resisting arrest because you can't put the cuffs on. And that justifies, you know, the beating that you get to to try to stop you to get from, quote, unquote, resisting. I mean, I I I, I don't see that. In my experience, right, that's, that's not often. That's not often. Okay. You know, in terms of right, because the person 80 80 percent of the time, I'm not responding to crimes in progress. Mm. Right. So 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 if if your wife or significant other calls the police on you and she wants you arrested, what they got to do with me? I'm facilitating arrest on her behalf. So mm. if I'm like, listen, I got called here. She wants you arrested. I'm not saying you did it. She's saying you did. it, mm. And you're like this. Nope. What, what do I turn around and, and go? And and the problem is because now <laughs> oh, okay. no, no <laughs> I'll talk to you later. <laughs> no knees on the back, no knees this. And I'm like, man, what well, how how do you physically control someone? Right? Because let's face it, that guy's a lot more control. motivated to to not go in custody mm. 
then 99% of us are to put him in custody. Mm. Mm. I mean, I, 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 so, so while I think it's realistic to, you know, oh, they should be better trained, this and that, mm-hmm. let, let's face it, right? There's some people you're going to put them in a stressful situation and they just, they, they're not going to be able to handle it. Mm. So shouldn't Point there be an evaluation? Field, right? Shouldn't, should what they that? still be allowed to be cops if we put them in a situation and we say, and, and, and it's recognized that they can't handle a certain, you know, a stressful situation? Do they still and, get to and, keep the badge? Answer me this. What does that situation look like? Right? Because oh. there's no simulation. To me, there's no simulation of of that life and death situation, right? Other than falling short of, you know, th- there's no stress like that, you know, that fear. And that's why I tell people. Well, maybe hey, it doesn't have to be that drastic. I mean, it, wouldn't you, would you be able to recognize someone who cannot deal with stress? I mean, before it has to get to a life or death situation. So, sure. for instance, but but it, but what if and, I and if, again, if a guy is running away from me, and I'm telling him to stop, and he keeps running, and I shoot him in the back, but my problem is he didn't listen to me. I'm an authority figure. He should have listened to me and stopped. But I mean, how many of those cases? I mean, th- th- this is what I'm saying. How many of those? Is that the norm? Right. So how many of those cases are we actually talking about? Right. Because the guy down in South Carolina who shot the guy in the back, he went to prison. But there's a, there's other stories of cops who shot folks in the back and, and, and they go on about their day. Here's here's where one of my one of my earlier questions comes into play. It's a it, one of the uh, examples we talked about earlier was the uh, Walter Scott. And now this um, the that that story with the, the cop in South Carolina. Um, the initial report was um, come to find out it's, it's falsified, and the only way we do find out it's falsified is when the video came out for for both of those instances. So my question to you is: um, is there is there is an internal process dealing with reports and and false reports, right? Yeah. So do do these do you find that um, uh, falsified reports is uh is a a, a common practice, it, even if it's not as extreme as um a a, a, a killing, for instance. Uh, but it, w- would you say like a, a falsified report is, is the norm, or is that more of a um anomaly? I, I guess. I don't. I I don't think it's the norm. I, I mean, I sure as hell hope it's not the norm. In terms of, right, because, again, we're talking about an extreme situation. And obviously that officer knew what he did was wrong there. So, again, we're talking about such small percentages that these guys are going to be in. I mean, right, there's officers that go their whole career without ever pulling their gun. Mm -hmm. Right? You go 20 years without pulling your gun. You know, the, the thing is, right, it's that one incident. It's that one incident that, you know, is is magnified. You know, from from a couch that hey, he could have did X, Y, and Z in in that situation. Right. Um, and and that and, and that's what I mean. We can't look at it from the ten percent of the incidents, mm-hmm. right? Because, like I said, thousands and thousands and thousands of times, hey, the guy doesn't get shot in the back, or you know, X, Y, Z. And and the problem incident. I see is, what's that? Uh, a larger percent of the time, it's handled without incidents. Yeah. Right. And and again, if you take right every in- incident from across the country and we magnify only the bad ones, you know, when you actually look at the percentage of individuals that are dealt with on a daily basis, right? It's not it's not the norm, but that's what you know. That's what sells the the that's what gets the right the ratings, et cetera. And I'm not saying right for sure. You know, we we have some some ground to cover, but we for one we can't ignore the fact that. Look, I mean, some people are human, right? Fear, fear is a thing. That leads and, me to well, that leads me to another quick question. That um, that police officer, the female that was head of the police union, I forget mm-hmm, her name, mm-hmm. the one that uh, pulled the gun, said she thought it was a taser. How credible is that answer as a as an uh, alibi? Well, credible as an answer, excusable? No, I mean that you know that's. That's the reality that we live in. Now, 
I mean, she wouldn't pu- pull her gun and say taser, taser, taser. But again, that's why you go back to right the stress of that situation. Um, but you, you know, know who can who can handle it, right? Because just because she had been doing it for fifteen years, right? That that may be the first. And 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 again, this is where you you know you talk about the muscle memory of hey, my taser's here, my gun is here, you know, under stress. And again, I give a low level in the game. Guy can't get the crack call out, right? I mean, in basketball, you know this dude's about to run off the meanest, nastiest screen, and you can't even communicate it to him. I mean, these are some of the same things that, hey, all of a sudden, right, when your body's like, holy shit. Now, whether she under, you know, she was under more stress because that individual was black, that's a different conversation. Hmm. But, you know, is it a, a, a legitimate, you know, that that's for somebody else to decide. I'm not saying like 100 percent does she need to deal with the consequences because she pulled her gun and what she thought was a taser. It's not excusable. But well, what you're saying is under the in the moment when she was um, in the middle of the situation, her mental lapse at that point could have been 100 percent what she thought was her taser. Yeah. yeah. Let me ask you then this, A, because you bring up football and basketball as, um, you know, similar type situations. And obviously, it's not as stressful of a situation. But, I mean, that's the whole point in practice, right, is because you are trying to um, take out the human factor of it and make it a second nature reaction, right? So how do we, quote, unquote, practice these situations? How can we train out the fear and make it even if the fear is there, still make it a reaction because. But, but, but for me, that that's that goes back to to the deeper issues, right? Mm-hmm. That and that's why I talk about hey, if, if we're se- segregated as a a society, a community, right? Th- these people don't have that experience, so this is where that fear factor comes in because unfortunately, right, from one side or the other, this is what we portray. So if you've never physically met, you know, positive black folks. And all you see is this on TV, and now you deal with the ten percent in your career. I mean, that that's what your experience is. Just like you know, if yeah. All but what I'm talking about is training out that, right? Even though that may be your experience, it, I and I know this is idealistic. That that, but that's the whole point of practice in any sport is to get close to that ideal as you can get as close to that ideal as you can so even if they're in a situation uh you know an officer white officer in a situation with white a white you know person and they may feel a little bit more comfortable than if they're in a situation with a a black person the training is supposed to flatten all of that out and again train training is expensive right and 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 not that it's not worth it but it's expensive so we keep and that's where it is, right? We keep going in this circle with no beginning and no end. Because either we need more money for training or we need, you see what I'm saying? It can't be both. Well, and I mean, you could where, be more nuanced than that. I don't think defund the police. And this is just my personal feeling about that or, whole thing. I think it's a know, bad, you, I think it's a bad moniker yeah. because I feel like it should be redirect funds that, to places where it may be more beneficial, like like what I'm talking about, the training situation. Yeah, it but, requires okay. more money, more so, budget. But, but, but the redirected from of, I think there's an echelon of people. Like this, there's the reality of it, right? Yeah, you can't train you out certain innate characteristics, is what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, but then those people, people don't team, become right? the, those people. But then those people don't make the team. Those people don't make the police force. But there, but there are some. There were some people on your team, right? Because. I mean, like, no team has all super studs, right? And that's why in the NFL, you got some quarterbacks that make uh, ridiculous Brady's, amounts of billions. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you see what I'm saying? So yeah. they're all capable of doing the job at what level? And and some of that is, sure, you can get that guy that, hey, that dude just, he worked on his game, but there's, there's some people that are just going to bring stuff to the table. And, and again, how do you... How do you get the upper echelon of people? I mean, let's face it. When I when I went to the police academy, I took a fifty thousand dollar pay cut. Mm. Fifty thousand mm. dollars, right? So, I mean, what's attracting the top tier? I mean, let's 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 not forget, right? There's still a civil service position. Mm. There's, you know, the college credits. 
I mean, what what does a police officer pay, right? I mean, Agreed. my wife I don't disagree with any of that. I think you make some legitimate points there. It's the same thing with teachers, right? Teachers are the yeah. bedrock of this society in terms of educating our youth to do the exact things that we're talking about right now. What did they yeah. get paid crackers? You know, and I, and I agree with you on that. I don't disagree at all. Um, what I'm saying, but, but to, to go back to the situation, you know, you don't get the upper echelon of people when you talk about the quarterbacks in the league, you know, they peter out, right? They, they get in one, two, three years. They can't make it. They either go to another team or they become a perpetual backup and somebody else gets a chance. That doesn't happen, at least from the layman's perspective. Um, in, you know, to, to some of the police officers, some of the police officers have a history of bad behavior, but they're protected. Because, you know, of whatever. Immunity. Union. immunity. Yeah, you know, yeah. Qualified uh, immunity. Qualified. Wasn't Chauvin protected? Qualified. He had like more yeah, than like 15, 17, I think. 50, 17 incidents. And, and, and that's my point. Like, so if, if you go back to the quarterback story, that dude is benched, you know, and, and a lot of people who have these, you know, uh, these strikes or these marks against them because of bad behavior, you know, they need to be benched, so to speak. Right. And then put somebody else in. To see if they are going to be that upper echelon and then keep them and give them more funding and then give them more latitude and training and how to police because they're doing it right. And at the same time, I think that when we look at the merits of every or every single uh, incident, which is a good thing to do, I think that also poses this this notion where if you do it that way, then you can't say that the department is institutionally racist, right? When you start saying, well, let's look at each. Well, we, we recognize there's some patterns even in these situations. And that pattern, uh, I think, is 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 what's troubling to many folks, the pattern that well, we see. Yeah, but, but I mean, that... But if you if you look you at if you any, say you could put that I mean if you broke if you actually took that approach to say black people right I mean uh-huh. and where where do you draw the line that hey look this one's legitimate this one wasn't right mm-hmm. this one's legitimate this one wasn't right there's, legitimate what though I mean you could take there's a there's a there's a there, the myth of meritocracy I guess exists in it you can do that and apply that to everything but you know there's very few things in this country that are just merit based and it and it plays out that way. Even sports itself, which is supposed to be the ultimate example of a meritocracy, I believe. If you play, you should play. If you right. suck, you don't. Right. But there's politics and everything. I think that's politics even in that. Hmm. You know, that's who's gonna get the time, who's gonna get the opportunity to play, who's gonna get the breaks to you know, whatever. And why do they get the time? Yeah. Why do they get the yeah. opportunity? Yeah. Why do they get the breaks? So I am saying all that to say even when you try to look at every situation and try to base it just on its merit per se. There's a, yeah, there's no, I'm not enough. saying the overall I'm not saying the overall pattern isn't important, but it when you lump it together and 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 fail to break out some of them, then you're like, okay, well, you know, that's that's like saying, hey, all police incidents are the same. Yeah, all it definitely people, it definitely has to be a scalpel. It can't be an axe. It has to be a scalpel, and I agree with you on that. Listen, it, it's not. We understand that the 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 what you're putting on the line. And I think most people appreciate that, especially if they're ever caught up in a situation where they need some protection or the police to come and sort out a situation. Um, but that can't be the reason why we don't look at some of the failings yeah. and fix them. Oh, no, no, no. Because I think I, a lot I, of people do that, right? They say, well, you know, if your ass is in trouble, who you want to come save you? Yeah, but that doesn't mean that they they should be doing x y and z either you know what i'm saying but and again and that's why i'm saying like to me it's an entire conversation which Mm -hmm. you know comes back to hey at at some point you know if we're not policing our own communities right because i mean let's face it you know what authority do we need to police our own communities Mm. And and it's not to take away. We, no, no, from, no. Go, go, go into that because I think that's an important point you're making. Right, what is the, the authority the conversation? Right, and and that's why I'm always hesitant to bring this up because you're like, okay, I mean, let's be real with it, right? What what happens when there's no police? I, I mean, I don't know what do, what does that scenario look like. I know what it looked like, you know, and 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 in some of the places I've grown up is different, right? Because mm-hmm. and and again, we're not talking about the suburbs. What what which goes back to 
right? Resources, impoverished communities, which is which is a different act, which is a different perspective. But that's your answer, though. What? I think that's your answer. What does it look? So what does it when you don't have police? Well, what does that look like? Well, let's go to a suburb. It looks like the suburbs. Right, right. The suburbs don't have an overpresence of police. Why? Why don't they have, they have resources? They have resources. I don't know if it's necessarily the quote unquote discipline of a community. I got I got some friends who live in the suburbs that are suburbs that are undisciplined as hell that <laughs> that do some undisciplined things. But there's other things afforded in that community that may not be afforded in other communities that that. OK, you like if you want to know what defunding the police looks like, go to the suburbs. That's what we, when when you hear the call for defunding the police, that's what that's what we're saying. Go to the suburbs. You know what defunding the police looks like. You know what it looks like to have resources allocated to other aspects in your community and and not just re, being reliant on 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 police. If if okay, children so, if so, children so. Are, are if children are unruly or or they need some kind of discipline, you got recreation centers, you got youth programs, you got things that that go on that you hey, that's just an aspect of it. In in Patterson Damn it! I hate doing that. I do it every damn time in the city that damn in the city that I uh, y'all will y'all will do what y'all do. Ain't nobody beeping that out. Uh, but in the city where I am um, a pastor at, the the recreation budget is so small, and they still won't give money to damn. recreation programs. I'm just saying, in communities where resources are abundant and you can you have uh, other things that happen, then whatever I guess is produced due to lack of discipline. You know, you have these other options that those things can happen. So I, I don't even know if it's necessary. I don't. I don't agree that people in the suburbs are more disciplined than people in the. Uh, than I don't. Inner I don't city, I, inner I, city hey, community. that's not my. I don't say that either. No, I'm. I'm not saying you did, but I'm saying yeah. when we say like, you know, what does what does you know getting rid of police look like? Well, if you go to the suburbs, you don't get rid of police, but you definitely don't see them everywhere. You don't see their presence everywhere. So if you want to know what it looks like to have a, a under presence of police, go to the suburbs until your black behind goes there. And then somebody calls and says, hey, somebody suspicious in my in my community. Then you'll see how fast the, the cops will be right there. So that's my point. Yeah, I mean, it's a multifaceted discussion that we certainly cannot cover in an hour and a half, two hours, because right. there's just too much going on uh, and too many factors to 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 address. But you know, the dialogue is important, so I'm, I'm thankful for you. A, yeah, the just, perspective is important. Yeah, definitely, I'm grateful because, that you uh, came on the show and you made me um, you know, think about some things. I'm not going to give you the credit and say I changed my mind about too many things, <laughs> but you definitely, you know, made me sit and think about some things, and and I think that's the beautiful thing about this podcast and this it's an example of what needs to happen more you know just instant the conversation is the starting point yeah. to all of this you right know. talking about the perspectives and getting the un understanding from everybody as to what you know the the fear points are and where they're coming from and yeah. certainly trying to meet somewhere in the middle yeah. oh 100 yeah. and that's what you know like I, like i always said hey the reality is i'm human you, you see what i'm saying you know police officers are human and, and we and we got to start there Minus the assumption that hey, every now sure there's some people with bad intentions, but not everybody's intentions are bad, you know. Yeah. And I would and, say, and, and yeah, that goes I both agree. ways, right? Yeah, there you a, go. You know, yep. a white officer looking yep. at a black man from a right, a black officer looking at a black man, a a, a a white man looking at a you you name it, right? Through and through. And just like police officers are are, are human, sometimes the ones who we are the perps or whoever we're charging with the crime, they're human too. A hundred percent. Yeah. And that empathy comes from understanding, which, you know, yep. uh, for me, the big one is education. Right. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. you know, bringing these communities so that they can see that, hey, you know what? Not every black person I deal with is this or not every white person I deal with is this or not mm -hmm. every cop I deal with is this. Mm -hmm. Right. Because, I mean, you know, you got you got those people in, in, in all walks of society, you know, that are just ignorant through and through. Mm -hmm. But how do you. You know, where do you start by giving the people the benefit of the doubt? Gotcha. Yeah, man. I appreciate it, man. Hey, 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 ABC. We appreciate you, brother. Yeah, man. No, no definitely. Doubt. And we, you know, anything else come up like this, we'd definitely love to have you back, hey. Yeah. And, hey, listen, what we need to do with some of these incidents, right? I, hey, you know, right from, um, you know, I've talked about, 
in my instructor development class, Abner, Louima, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. Amadou Diallo. Mm -hmm. You know, you mm -hmm. start breaking down some of those pieces. Sure, there's, there's some nasty points to them, but from a perspective of, you know, when we start talking about, you know, what a threat is and eliminating the threat and, you know, why so many, you know, so many shots was fired, right? Those, those are, you know, those are perspectives that, you know, we can talk and, and open up on also. Well, can we change the language from eliminate the threat? Can we say drastically stop. reduce the threat? <laughs> well, stop to you, you name it. And, and, oh man. I, and, and that's what I'm saying, right? When some people are like, well, you know, the worst thing I hear people say, why didn't you shoot him in the leg? Or I'm like, man, oh, you that's start movie talking stuff. Right? <laughs> that's yeah, movie you start talking stuff. about stress and ex, yeah, no, et cetera. That's hard. You yeah. like, you know, to try and hit an <laughs> extremity. Yeah. You know, the overwhelming majority <laughs> of shots get fired in stressful situations don't don't hit the target. Right. Yeah. You know, so when you want to pinpoint, or and, and, and again, I understand what you're saying, but you know, like the it. it some sometimes it seems like a a, a no win situation, right? Hey, as a black man, sure, you're like, man, I can't win, right? As a as a police officer, there's some situation where you're like, man, you can't win. Yeah. Uh, one last uh, one last case, real quick, justified or or unjustified, Sean Bell. Mm. You gotta give me the details, man. Sean Bell was the um, came out the nightclub that was coming out of the nightclub. I uh, think he was celebrating his stag night or bachelor, whatever bachelor, bachelor party. Bachelor party. Yeah. Uh, police asked him to pull over. He was in the car. He refused, and then he uh, drove off. The officer then said that he used the car as a weapon, and then they put like forty-five shots some or something forty like plus that. shots yeah. into the vehicle. Um, I. I would need, again, I don't know enough about the facts of, right? I mean, did he drive towards an officer? Right. I, you, you see what I'm saying? Like, it, yeah, that part is heavily debated. The officer, the officer says, yes, he drove at him. The uh, witnesses in the car say no. Some of them were shot. Uh, Sean Bell was fatally shot. And um, uh, Did he the, drive away? And, and that's what I'm saying. Like, these situations get so dynamic so quick. Right. And, yeah. and, and that's what because Weldon's like, hey, I'm, you know, hey, I'm a followed X, Y, Z because, you know, hey, me, I'm leaving no doubt that, look, you told me to not to drive. I'm not drive. I didn't drive anywhere. Mm -hmm. So, you know, what 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 that guy's perspective that he was driving towards me? Hey, I wasn't driving. So you and, and that's what you know, that yeah. that's a tough one without actually seeing, mm -hmm. you know, hearing the commands where this guy was standing again. It's you know, for, for, for all intents and purposes, right? I'm telling Isaiah Linya, when they tell you to turn the car off or don't drive, you know, that's for, you know, you may not agree with it, but hey, at, at that point, you know, that's their show. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think so, the question is when it does happen, what's the right behavior? I think, you know, the body cameras that we talk about help to elucidate the yeah. actual facts of the case. They may not be the be all end all, but they're certainly an important factor. And then you can determine the outcome of what happens based off of those facts. And I yeah. think there needs to be, you know, severe repercussions for some of these things that happen. If even, all right, even if, if you're lying in the worst case, right? Because then, you know, you're not fit to be a police officer. Or if you just can't, you know, you don't remember what, what happened. That might be a case where you're not fit to be one either. Who knows? But I think we need to have some rules and understanding and agreement as to what these rules are. Uh, you know, when the facts come out, when the body cameras come out, you know, there's multiple officers, there's multiple angles, there's multiple cameras. And those things need to be made available um, so that, you know, there's irrefutable or as irrefutable as possible facts about the case. And we're not just going off of he said, she said. Oh, and yeah. I know I know we closing up. That one was a little ambiguous, but uh, um, uh, George Floyd and Derek Chauvin. If there's no videotape, does Chauvin get um, prosecuted? If there's no, probably not. Mm. Probably, you know, mm. Mm. Can we end on that? Since we all agree. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Appreciate you, big Yo, brother. Thank you, I, man. Thank you, hey man. We appreciate you, bro. Yeah, we are gonna have you no back because it seems like there's mad more questions we got for you. So we gonna do this again. Hey, peace and love, man. All right, peace, All right, peace kings. Peace, kings.